Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Kim, once again, we have permission to do the next thing that we didn't necessarily need permission to do. Yeah, but we don't know that, David. <laughs> we, we have to have permission. <laughs> I'm working on not having permission, but I still, I still need certain kinds of permission in my life. I don't know exactly what holds me back at times, but sometimes we all just need somebody else to say it's okay. Hold, please. Yes. I think we need permission to press pause. Okay. <laughs> so we need to stop this recording or stop listening to this podcast? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I think this is an exciting episode, David, actually, because a lot of people don't know that they can press pause without feeling guilty or feeling like a failure at it. Okay. Well, let's press pause on the topic and bring in our regularly scheduled guest, <laughs> the illustrious and amazing Carrie Zarb, live from melbourne australia Yay! good morning <laughs> How so wild wait where's the where, where have all those people been they've been waiting waiting for me i i needed the permission to come back so pressing pause this was a clever idea from one of you was it carrie was Kim. It's probably all of the above. Okay. So this was a great idea from all of us. And Kim, tell us your thoughts on what you mean by pausing since you paused us earlier. <laughs> so I think pressing pause is an important thing for us to recognize. There's a difference when we, when we stop doing something for a season or we stop doing something for a little while and we have these guilty feelings a lot of times of we're not showing up or we're not doing something, but life happens. And I think when you press pause that it's okay to press pause when we need to, because if we're not showing up, you know, in a great way, pressing pause can be that reset we need. Gary, what are you pausing or pressing pause? To do. I am pressing pause on all of my Amazon purchase activity because I have in my cart as we speak a giant red shiny button that I intend to put the word pause on. I, I'm a physical, I need to see, feel, touch, like that. that is just how I operate on the daily. So I thought, you know what? With this, you know, great influence of this conversation, I physically want the button. And they come in yes and no, and they come 
plain so I can get the label maker and put pause on it. It's in my cart. I'm ready to press the button. How good is that? That's great. So when the idea was brought up, I wasn't quite sure which direction we might go and what we might talk about here, but I think pause is something, I think it relates to, it can relate, let's say, to self-care. It can relate to being responsible, say financially, to certain types of relationships. It may not need to be something you do in a marriage relationship, but uh, sometimes I guess it could be. You may want to <laughs> hit the pause button and make sure that everything's on, on track or at least regroup or slow down other things. Sometimes it's, it's, it's not even pressing on the, the brake pedal on the car. It's, it's putting it in park for a second and sitting still and reconnecting with what it all, what it is you need to be doing, where you need to be going, what the direction is in your life. I know there's times as far as self-care, we'll call it, this is the overarching aspect of self-care, grief falls under that. And grief is a massive pause opportunity. And I heard someone say recently that, that grief trumps everything in a lot of ways because you've got to figure out how to deal with the grief because you, if you've not dealt with it, you don't, it comes out of nowhere. I mean, it, it's just the, I don't know. The, my daughter has had an, a, a recent loss with a, her best friend and she's learning to cope with not having her best friend around. And it's been devastating for her. She's had to put things on pause. I think anytime you lose someone, there is a, like, there is a definite place to, to press pause. And I think when you're, the, I think the closer you are to someone, maybe the longer the pause has to be, which is hard because we have life going on. We have responsibilities, we have families, we have all of those things. But when something comes into your life, whether it be loss of a loved one or health scares or financial scares, or like you can fill in a lot of blanks there. I think we get into this guilty place of feeling like we can't slow down because, you know, it's going to feel less in our control if we slow down and pressing pause is kind of a scary, actually, it's kind of a scary thing. Because when you press pause, it feels like you're giving up control of a lot of things in your life. Whereas in my opinion, I think you're actually gaining a lot of control because you're allowing yourself that space. I, I have to agree with that, Kim. And I think the next layer for me that comes to mind is if, if, we're, if we're not up to something, you know, we, we sometimes need to press pause in certain areas and it's, and it's a decision-making process that we go through. And again, that guilt that you mentioned, that is so real as humans to feel guilty about stopping an activity, putting something on pause it is, you know, the guilt is what stops us from doing that. But we can actually 
be harming ourselves by not giving ourselves the grace to press the pause button when we need it the most. You know, if we're, if we're struggling with something, there's, there's a reason we're struggling and we need to have that opportunity and, and the permission to press pause because that's what's needed at that time for whatever reason. I think in those dire situations that we come up against, there is a FOMO, fear of missing out. If you press that pause button that, okay, I'm not going to be able to participate in whatever this thing is over here or that thing, or, or I'm going to let so many other people down, but grief, especially, and I'm going to kind of focus there for just a little bit longer. Grief, especially takes you in, takes you out of yourself to the point that you're not yourself. And so if you only come, if you can only find it within yourself to come back halfway before you start re-engaging, obviously there's healing processes and there's re-engaging slowly or things, whatever the things may be. But if you all of a sudden just try to jump back in from a major setback and try to just, oh, be your old good old self. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you again. Then you're missing out on the chance to regain yourself or regain your new self because you're, you're new. You're a new person at that point. This year, my mama passed away on Valentine's day. And that was something that, and this is going to sound like I'm saying two different things, but I'm not, it was expected and unexpected. We knew that she was like in her last days, but it still wasn't, I don't think you can prepare enough to know that that's the day it's going to happen. And having known and having gone through other layers of grief, I definitely had set up things where my schedule could be lighter. Things could be less than full throttle because I am usually full throttle. And I think that that helped me so much. It still took time. You still can't take away the time frame of it, but I think it helped me with being able to cope better and be able to do things because I let everybody who needed to know that I might not be available. I tried my best to make sure they knew that I might not be available. And I think that's kind of a pause button that I implemented this year because I didn't know how I would handle it. I didn't know what my reaction would be. I didn't know. And and I don't think we ever can know, but I think it's one of those things that we have to be able to not only press pause for ourselves, but kind of manage other people's expectations in the fact that, like, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know how this is going to feel or bandwidth wise, how I'm going to be able to show up, but I want you to know you know, I want you to know this information so that you understand I'm not just bailing on you. I'm not just, you know, showing up halfway because I don't care. I am showing up less than I usually do because this is going on. Well, thank you for bringing up permission and communication because that's partly what this whole show and podcast is all about because managing those expectations let's just lighten it up a little bit and get out of the the grief mode and go into vacation mode well if 
if people are, if you're responsible to people or Carrie's excited about going on vacation, <laughs> I want to, I want to go on vacation, but there are things that I have to set into motion. You can't just not be at work for two weeks or a week or a day or whatever it is. You've got to let people know you've got to communicate what's going on. Just like you were talking about, you anticipated the sadness of losing your mother. And that was horrible. But if it's a happy thing, vacation, you anticipate that you've got these plans, you're going to do a thing. You let those around, you know, that I can't do the regular things that I do. And that's okay. You're going to have other people pick up the slack or that's just going to have to be ignored for a week or whatever period of time. So you can be present and well, we'll, we'll call it heal. That's what vacation is supposed to be for is for healing and kind of enjoying yourself away from the work environment. I, I did want to hop into this because at the time of this recording, I've just come out of my staycation. Ooh. Mm. So Kerry conducted a, well, it was supposed to be a five-day staycation. It, it, by election of myself, I reduced it to four. And, but there was planning. There was planning to get there, to give myself permission to pause a number of activities to allow me to have an extra long weekend of staycation mode. And, and, and it is about how we engineer that, you know, we have the ability to do that. And sometimes, you know, life throws us the curveball. It's not expected. No one's got the crystal ball, but when we have those opportunities like in vacation mode to preempt the pause and be able to, to make that plan for it, I don't know if this is acceptable, but it's head down, bum up either side of it, like a hundred percent, but at least we, we can give ourselves that permission to take that time off, to come back refreshed. I'm on fire. I got my skates on. Look out world. Here I come. Like it feels amazing, but it took a lot of planning. I will say that. Well, I too just came off of four days, but mine was not a staycation. Mine was I press pause every quarter to plan the next quarter. And I think that no matter the reason, like whether it's vacation, whether it's planning, whether it's grief, whatever it is, we have to give ourselves the permission to put the, as Carrie would say, put those boom gates down and let other people know like this is guarded space. And I think sometimes we get hung up in, we can't have guarded space, but I promise when I come back from that four days, every quarter, I am on fire for the plan and, and doing so much better because I have taken time to do that. I think it's the seven, what is it? Seven habits of highly effective people. There's I think that that's the book that has the sharpening of your ax. If you're going to go and chop down trees and you do it with a dull one, you are going to end up having to chop a lot more and a lot harder. But if you'll slow down enough to sharpen your tools and sharpen, you know, what you're doing, I look at that as my sharpening weekend. That's the weekend I am, you know, getting all my tools out and, and doing the sharpening of them so that I can go quicker and better 
And I think pressing pause in that way is also something really important. Like no matter what you're pressing pause for, let people know this is a guarded space. And there's times when I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, it, if you're a juggler in the circus, I mean, you can't really pause that. <laughs> it's hard to pause the juggle. But if you have a partner in whatever it is that you're doing, or you have multiple support. So I'm thinking again, back to your ax sharpening. My father worked in a sawmill for many years. He was the maintenance guy in a sawmill. And, you know, you really couldn't pause what was going on in the business to sharpen the blade each time you needed to sharpen it. So you had multiple blades. You had, you had to pause it long enough to change the blade. But then you went, swapped it out, and, and it kept going. Then he could go off, run the blades through the sharpener. And this is, we're taking this analogy way down the, way down the road here. But, but, but the idea is the bigger the organization or the more expectation that the organization has, and you're an organization and your company's an organization and you're whatever, then you've got to be able to support what that needs. If you need more people to keep the thing spinning or to keep the balls in the air or saws in, in the motion, then you've got to be able to set that stuff in place. You've got to get permission from those to stop what's going on, make the modification and then come back and go at it again. I think that's a great analogy, actually. I do think that that's a powerful analogy, actually, because if we don't have the ability to do all the things that we're responsible for, recruiting support or recruiting other people to help, I feel like is a very impactful way to make sure that we can pause. If it wasn't for our team, there are a lot of things I couldn't pause. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for them being the ones that could take care of things. If you think of a surgeon, if they don't pause, or if you think of uh, an educator, they can keep going and keep going and keep going with the knowledge that they have. But if they don't pause, re-educate and learn a new technique or a new thing, in the case of a surgeon, somebody could die. In the case of educators, people aren't going to be as educated in the new thing or whatever that might be, or a new way to do a thing. Carrie and I like to talk about technology and toys. And if you don't stop and learn how to do that cool new thing in Canva or Photoshop or whatever it is that you're trying to learn, again, you're going to keep doing it the old way. And sometimes you've got to press pause, let people know what's going on and then jump back in and, and you're better for it if you use your time wisely. I have some final thoughts. We would love to hear your final thoughts. Thank you. We appreciate the hint as well. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's kind of, you're picking up what I'm putting down. I love it. I love it. I, I want the humans that I hang out with, I want them to know I live on a two-way street. And what I mean by that is I want them to give me the permission whether it's planned or whether it's, you know, unexpected, to be able to press pause so I can give the same back to them. The people that we surround ourselves with 
need to understand and and it's vice versa it has to be a two-way street and they're the people i love to spend time with and i hope anyone tuning in has those people in their life as well well uh, the two-way street i think has is absolutely everything about this podcast and that's probably what we should have we could have called this podcast the two-way street because permission is a two-way street communication is definitely a two-way communication is is the right way to do it and so if if we if we don't do that we're being selfish if we don't surround ourselves with people who allow us to do that then we've made some we've got some wrong people around us and so those those people are being uh they're being selfish i guess is is the way to say it if, if we can't get again it all comes down to appropriate but and reasonable but yeah we've got to take time for ourselves we've got to be able to push the pause button and communicate that effectively and jump back in the game when it's time to go i'm gonna say a little spicy as we like shut this episode down but the spicy is if you are surrounded by people who will not respect that you need to press pause I'm going to say you might need to consider changing out the people around you. <laughs> well, we talked about that at the very beginning, pressing pause on a relationship. And so if they don't understand your limitations in the moment of what you've got to go do, whether it's grief or whether it's training or whether, whatever it might be, and you've communicated effectively to them, you're right that relationship may need to be put on pause and they may need to f- get some FOMO of you. Ooh. And they are, they may be missing out on what you have to offer their life. And they may come back and be like, Hey, wait a minute. What did I do wrong there? And then hopefully things get back to normal, but not always. I love Carrie's face when you said that though. <laughs> You definitely want to surround yourself with people who are going to give you that, you know, that room to do that. And remember to give others that room to press pause. So if you have pressed pause in your life or you feel like you need to press pause and you need somebody to give you permission to press pause, email us. We'll give you all the permission you want to do the right thing. If you feel like you need it, info at yourpermissiontowin.com. That is how you can contact us. And we give you permission to do that if you feel like you need it. Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Permission to win.